All right, we're recording. I mean, I think it's fine. Sit. You should be fine. I'm giving it's Ollie his bone. Fine. He'll be back in five minutes because it doesn't take him long at all to eat it. <laughs> the dogs that I'm uh, house slash dog sitting for are outside right now. Oh, good. So hopefully they won't bother you, but they might start barking. <laughs> yeah, I already heard one of them bark and, and it's a little dog. So it's bark is like super high pitched and I'm just like, you're a dick. <laughs> So how, how, how are things, Leanne? Well, they're all right. Just, <laughs> just here. It's a Monday. <laughs> I, I got a case of the Mondays. Perspiration, perspiration, perspiration. <laughs> That's how I feel Remember too. that? Now I got, my back kind of hurts and I took a hot shower thinking, you know, that'll help with, with the muscle pain. Mm-hmm. Take like a Tylenol or something before we started recording and I forgot, so whatever it's fine you know what that's all right because I forgot I was going to take medicine too but um yeah what a day man what a day playing some loud music outside now they just randomly decided to start nice hopefully it's just the car that's sitting at the light and then it'll be gone in a minute but who knows yeah times the joys of living in nyc nyc okay i don't know what the fuck that was i apologize (laughs) okay i apologize so um how was your day mine was fresh how was yours it was okay it was it was it was it was what it was um but you know what i'm happy to be here with my bff having some drinks um speaking of which it's this is Booze and Ghouls. Yes, Booze and Ghouls. 24, I think. Ooh, 20, oh, yeah, yeah. We're coming up on our um, quarter life crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already having one. <laughs> um, I'm already having one. I'm Alana. Oh, oh I'm sorry. You want me to say that again? Or you want to oh. say that while I'm not all up in your grill? That's fine. I'm Leanne. <laughs> and I suck at everything that I do (laughs) well what are you drinking Leanne I'm drinking one of what I think will be many of the drinks tonight (laughs) um well okay so I'm house slash dog sitting so I had I didn't bring anything over because I know like they'll have something so I'm like oh well whatever they have is what they have so um he did have stuff to make Bloody Marys Tom likes Bloody Marys um but I would have to like make my own like from V8 and stuff and yeah my students would say that's doing too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just went uh, with a little truly black cherry. Oh, nice, nice. I don't think, okay, so this is a thing that we're going to do this summer. I mean, it's like a thing. My sister and I have talked about it. We are going to do um, a full on taste test of all the seltzers. Okay. I'm so, down. Like, we can yeah. like record it for. Like if we start a Patreon, that would be amazing. Um, channel or who knows what we should. Work <laughs> on. Uh, yeah. So like we are gonna like okay, one person's gonna bring the milk ultra seltzers, another person's gonna bring white claws, another person's gonna bring the Corona seltzers, Trulies, all that, and then we're literally gonna like each try every single flavor. Yes, I would like. I would like to do that. That's yeah, we've been talking about it for a while because you know there's that girl on Facebook, the lady on Facebook. Uh, she does this video and she like tries different things and she'll like see how many she'll like see how many white claws it takes her to get a blood alcohol level of like 0.08 and stuff no, well you know I don't go on Facebook at yeah. all yeah 
well, it's really funny. And so that we were like, we gotta, we gotta like try them all out. Cause there's one, the Mick Ultra one has a spicy pineapple that I would love to try. But they they never have it uh, up at uh, the the bar that we go to. And they don't have it ever at the store, just like a single one, like mm-hmm. a if you will. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I'm not going to buy a whole pack if, of, um, if I don't, you know, if I don't know if I like it. Right. I'm not an irresponsible person, Alana. <laughs> Ish. Um, that's one thing I like about the bodegas here is you can buy a single. Oh, yeah. You can like even just break up a six pack and buy a single of whatever you want. That's awesome. Um, I am having a gin and tonic. Ooh, it looks nice. Hey, can we pause real quick and I can go put this stuff in the dryer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Um, it's a funny movie, but we're talking about Step Brothers. It's an all right movie. I mean, it, it's- I would just like to point out that the reason that we're talking about Step Brothers is because Leanne compared these two dogs that she's dog sitting to the brothers and Step Brothers. <laughs> And they're just like we're just like probably one day just looked at each other and we're both like pissed off about something and they're like do we just go become best friends <laughs> that's so i gotta keep my eyes peeled though here because buddy will try to steal barry's food he's a little chunky little thief so funny <laughs> so, anyway this truly black cherry is okay i gotta say it truly delicious <laughs> It really is. It's like really good. Oh, I don't think I've had any of those truly ones, but I've only had, you know, they only just started being a thing uh, a couple of years ago, right? Really, the the flavor. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, that's yeah. I think this is a kind of a recent thing. Yeah. So I um, I haven't had that many. I've only had ones. I got some from Trader Joe's when I still, I think, when I still worked on Spring Street, and there was a they put in that really nice Trader Joe's oh yeah we went there when I still was in Soho god I miss that place I miss working there I hate that they moved our office (laughs) right bastards uh anyway I almost told I you know I went into uh the office last week for the first time in over a year and um I almost told my coworkers about the podcast and I was like eh they probably don't care (laughs) they're not gonna (laughs) oh you should have they probably would love it but anyway, what else is going on? Oh, I wanted to, so here was where I would have talked about um, Promising Young Woman with you because I just watched that. Bastards, I apologize. That's on oh, me. I was like really excited for you to watch it too. And then I only had the rental for a certain amount of time. So I was like, you already are on my account. Like, go ahead and watch it because I already watched it. And um then you just didn't get to <laughs> but it's fine. it was a really good movie um so if you like well it's just like a really timely movie too um kind of like a like a revenge dark comedy kind of thing but then there's also like a twist to it so like it's not all it's not all one thing I guess I would call it more of like a dramedy instead of because it's not really a comedy but it's it gets dark well, it sounds me. really good and i'm mad at myself like i would have watched it last night if i would have known how today was gonna go yeah but you know i'm sure it'll it is, be which it is streaming eventually i mean i can rent it too you know on amazon yeah i mean it's worth i think it's worth the the 5.99 oh. 
as a rental because you know how they're doing movies now they release them right away and it's 20 bucks to rent them at first Uh you know even though I know that if I was going to the movie movies well I I was on the AMC uh what is that not stubs that's their yeah I know you're talking about that Um, a list is their program where you pay monthly and then you mm -hmm. get to see I think it was like three movies a week and so here in New York the movie prices are so expensive we really only had to go once a month to justify the cost right oh yeah because uh the movies are so expensive so I was getting pretty good use out of that back when like joy was still here we went to the movies a lot we have this a really nice one on the upper west side that has recliners and um, it's like it's just super nice and we would go there and see movies and it was it was like one of the things that we did besides like going to see plays and stuff which Uh we wouldn't do as often because that's more expensive but I miss going to the movies you know yeah we have a well this tells you how cheap things are here we have a movie we have a it's not an AMC it's called um it's called rave motion pictures I think is what it is and they literally have like five dollar Tuesdays where movies are five dollars yeah so they do that they do that actually at AMC too but I think it's like six dollar now or something Mm. I don't know whatever well I haven't been to the movies in years so it probably is like like more now but it used to be five dollars and we had back when I lived in Austin which wasn't that long ago we had like a one of those cheap theaters they used to call them dollar theaters (laughs) that's right you and I went to a movie there yeah so I think it was it was like two dollars I think when I lived in Austin but and we also had a a nice little um indie theater that showed all the the indie movies too I miss, I miss Austin too man I just but I do miss going to the movies I like I like the whole experience of like sitting in the dark and getting popcorn and you know watching the previews I like all of that oh yeah I enjoy um actually my friend uh well you know Miss Coda and our friend Wendy they both really like to go to the movies so they'll occasionally invite me to go did you just bite your tongue no, I got a piece of lime in my mouth and it was really sour. So I was the making you were making tea. was uh, atrocious. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, you know what movie I was going to, I really wanted to see. And then I, um, I didn't get to it because of that very reason, because it was like $20 on, um, on direct TV cinema was that one with Vince Vaughn freaky. Oh, I wanted to see that too. I know, I did too. And it has um like expensive. Cass's daughter from Supernatural is the girl. Yes, I was super duper uh, irritated about it. Yeah, that I- one looked funny, um, like funny and scary, but like in the like, I like horror comedies. I can t- I can appreciate you know more than just oh, like yeah oh yeah horror movies. Um, we've talked about this before about how much of a wimp I am when it comes to scary movies. <laughs> It's because though, like for, I feel like for people like you, you'll watch a scary movie and then you'll just like move on with your life and not think about it again. That is how Literally those images will stay in my head for at least a week. And like when I lay down to go to sleep, I'll be seeing it again. So if there's like an especially gory, like murder or something or people getting your intestines pulled out, like I can't, I don't like that. (laughs) Uh, Funny. I mean, not funny. I'm not. (laughs) funny per se different strokes for different say huh it's a different strokes for different folks hey you know what that's what it is too it takes different strokes it takes (laughs) 
nothing. Know. You give me nothing for that. I don't know what you're singing. I know is this different a- strokes from the different stroke show. Different strokes, you know, back in the day. Yeah, but I didn't. I don't know the song. It takes different strokes. Sorry, let me try that again. <laughs> different strokes to rule the world yes it does <laughs> oh my gosh it, what a struggle man what a struggle it is to be me today well i feel better though now that the window's open and getting a little fresh air well you know it's a it's an even numbered episode so well what does that mean alana that means that you go first uh-uh. okay well i'm going to then I'm excited. I'm excited about this. I'm gonna I don't show know what you. You're doing. You didn't tell me anything about it, so I'm excited. Secrets. Okay. Well, hold on. I'm gonna try to get. I wanted to show you a picture of this. These people. Good looking people well, here. To quote the stripper from The Office, "Secret secrets <laughs> are no fun. <laughs> secret secrets, secrets are so <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> um, I would like to point out that I'm wearing my BuzzFeed Unsolved t-shirt oh uh, like, i love it idk idk spooky stuff, stuff. <laughs> that show is so great um okay so do you know who these people are um i believe that that's betty and barney hell it is i kind of hate you right now but <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, i have no idea who those old-timey people are who are those people well, but you okay, you show me an old timey photo of an interracial couple, and I'm like, that's Betty and Barney Hill. <laughs> like, they were like, that's why that's one of the things about um, their story is that people are like, why would they want to draw attention to themselves? Right. Yeah. Whoa. Um. I Whoa. I wish that you Whoa. hadn't known who they were, so I could have given you a big introduction. But I'm gonna let it go. Okay. I'm sorry. Do you want to do it again? I'll cut it all out. Nope. <laughs> the damage is done. I'm just kidding. Um, oh my gosh, this air feels so nice. Um, anyway, sorry. I'm a mess. Anyway, yes, it is Benny and Bernie Hill. Uh, tell me like what you know about them. Um, well, I've I've you know I like to watch stuff about aliens, so I know they're like pretty much the first recorded abductee case. Correct. Um and I know it was in the sixties. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's like, but I don't, I don't know like everything about it. So this is an interesting case. We're just going to dive right in. We're just going to get, right in. just get right there, put our clasp our hands together and just dive right on in. I got my, I'm putting on my swim cap, my swim goggles, and then we'll just get those right suckers in. tight. So you don't get any water in there. <laughs> that's about my extent. Not my speedo. Just kidding. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. You've gone too far. <laughs> I was just thinking about Michael yeah, Phelps. I want you to <laughs> Do your, live your best. But he's a swimmer, not a diver, but I don't know why I was thinking about him. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got to get away from this Zoom because it is just making me look so, ugh, I hate my face. Okay. Um. Okay. So Betty and Barney Hill, loving this interracial couple. So yeah. So um, actually interesting story here. Barney was actually married and had two kids and then was divorced. Um, I thought that was interesting. Uh, They were an interracial couple in the 1960s, which is, you know, dicey at best. Civil rights. Interesting too, because that's like right there in the civil rights movement time. 
Can I also just, this is, this is the last thing I'll point out, but I think it's really funny that their names are Betty and Barney because of right. Betty and Barney Rubble on the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, no, that's <laughs> what I wanted to say. <laughs> I hate everything. Although, you know what? No judgment to me, please. But the movie, The Flintstones that came out with John Goodman, not a bad fucking movie. I think I've seen it, but I don't really remember. It was good. Wait, isn't Kyle MacLachlan the bad guy in that? I think so. And uh, then Berry is I like definitely have seen it. I definitely have seen it. I it's just a pretty good movie. Rosie O'Donnell is like, um, what's her faces? You know what I was talking about today, though? You know what else is like a really good movie that I, I want to watch again and I, I think is just a really good movie is um, School of Rock with Jack Black. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen it. Have you not? Okay, well, when no. I get there, we'll watch it. It's It's a really good movie. I've heard it's good and like remember Tiff, my friend Tiff. I think especially for you. Yeah. Especially for you as a teacher, I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, I can't wait. Um I yeah, I think actually Tiff listens to this. So Tiff, if you're listening, I love you and you are one of the funniest people I know. Um anyway, she absolutely loves it. Yeah, it's a good movie. And I want to say like she's totally They made a Broadway musical of it, but I didn't get to see it. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't know that too. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I don't know why I said yeah, but do because it's not what I wanted to say. Like, I don't, I don't know what I wanted to say. But it was so well-timed. I thought you had planned it. No, no, sure didn't. That was off the cuff. I just, oh. How would you have known that I would have brought up the Flintstones though? <laughs> I thought you had planned it. Where was, where is my brain today? <laughs> I'm like sitting in the dark. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, so if I say this, that's going to try. <laughs> and then I can say yabba dabba do really loud <laughs> oh, man what All is right. that from where it's like um oh yeah when they're in the office when they're riding the Flintstones meet the Flintstones and then he's like yabba dabba do he's like well <laughs> maybe that's what I wanted to say <laughs> okay I'm sorry I oh, wanted to okay rest. all right I'm sorry too okay anyway so really interesting um they actually they were actually pretty confident in their relationship uh, being an interracial couple and they uh, actually did a lot for the civil rights uh, movement and they had received awards from the NAACP. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So really, really cool couple. Um, so they got married, they moved to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, and then, so this is kind of where this starts, the story starts. And I do want to, I do want to, I put on my paper aside, I do want to mention, I, I don't know if I believe all this stuff or not, I don't think they're lying, but I'll, I'll get more into that later. But I do think it's interesting to note that um, Betty was really, really into like outer space, stars, and UFOs before this happened. Okay. Sometimes, you know, I don't know how you are, but sometimes you think, oh, if this person's really into it, they might ha- be more apt to go, oh, no, that was a UFO, you know? But anyway, just to, just, just to mention it, put it out yeah. there that she was really into it but I, well, I think it's just like when I did the Travis Walton one too it's like I don't really necessarily believe all of that but I also don't think he's like just making it up right right yeah um and so anyway they were driving back they had been um uh, to Quebec I think and they were driving back uh September 19th 1961 driving back home and um, Betty was a little bit of a cougar. She was 41. Barney was 39. Rear. Oh, oh God. Can we, can we take it from the top? No, was that working? <laughs> That's also like not that big of an age difference. 
I know I fucking hate it. I just, oh my gosh. Anyway, it, it's not really. But anyway, um, so they were driving, they were getting up to a place called Indian Head. So Betty spots a bright light. And I think this is interesting because I when I heard this story, I didn't realize that their memories they have of that night right away are very actually very small. Okay, yeah. So it's one of those so, ones where they 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 remembered it later. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is interesting. I mean, it's it's neither here nor there, but it's just interesting. So anyway, um, so they thought maybe it was a planet or maybe a star. So uh, they pull over to get a better look at it. And they pulled off at like a picnic area park and they had their dog, which I showed you the picture of the dog, Delcy. The no, did you or see in the picture? I didn't notice. Yeah, you were too busy. You were too busy saying that you already knew who they were. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sharing my screen anymore. No, I just didn't realize that there was a dog in the picture. I didn't look. It's a, you want me to show it to you? It's fine. Okay. It's a black, uh, fuck. What are those dogs used to have? I mean, redacted used to have, <laughs> have them. They're ugly. Oh, wiener dogs, wiener dogs. Oh, like dachshunds. I like them. You're like, Dachshund, that's right. Those are ugly. Dogs. Those are ugly dogs. You know me, I'm a little bit of a dog. I'm a little bit of a big dog snob. No, I know. And I like all dogs, but um, Ollie is very confused by dachshunds. He doesn't know what to do. Same, he Ollie, same. He'll bark at, he like barks at all dogs, but there's like this one dachshund that we see at the park sometimes. And he kind of just like watches it. And he's like, like not sure if he should bark or not. <laughs> it's like, what are you? Are you he's a like, dog? Are you a blitz in the matrix? What are you? He's like, like, is this a dog? Should I be barking? I'm not really sure. <laughs> what is this thing? Uh, uh, so funny. And another dog with them. So they get out. Uh, Barney had had his binoculars with him. Um, I, I don't know if he had him in the trunk or whatever, but he gets out, gets his binoculars to get a better look. And uh, Betty takes Delcy to go to the bathroom. So anyway, he gets out his binoculars he described what he described at is uh, a disc shape with lots of multicolored lights and windows. And I actually have a picture later that I'll show you that kind of um, elaborates on that. So anyway, so he keeps watching it and that sucker starts getting closer to him. Starts getting closer to him, starts getting closer to him. So he's like <clears throat> telling Betty, get back in the car, get back in the car. They grab Delcy. Get, get in the car and start driving um, down this kind of back road, dirt road, trying to keep get away from it, but also trying to keep an eye on it. Uh, so they said they watched it go. Um, and they said they watched it go and it kind of went around and it kind of stopped over this cliff. And so this kind of gave it uh, a little bit of a feel for how big it is. And they said that it went over this cliff and this cliff was about 40 feet long. And it said that it was about... Uh, about one and a half uh, times the size of that cliff. So about 60 feet long. Oh, wow. That's pretty big, right? I think so. I'm not really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to think about how big a yardstick is. That's all I've been thinking about lately with social distancing with the kids. How big is a yardstick? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think like a yardstick uh, is three. So yeah. that's not... That's not anything. That's not helpful. <laughs> I hate myself. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds big. Like in my head, it's big. In my head, it's big too. That's what you said. Not the time. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like, this so, is a great moment for a day. I'm going to lay the trap. Let's see if she. Uh... <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, the craft catches up to them 
And he said that all the lights came on and he couldn't see anything. So he slams on his brakes. Uh, he said that then the UFO silently hovers over their car. Now that's a hard pass for me, but okay. So at like, like a true badass in the night in the mid nineties, mid 1900s, he grabs his pistol out the car and he's like pointing it at the craft. And I'm sure everyone who are, is on the craft is like laughing their ass off. Right. <laughs> They're like, what is this guy thinking doing? What is he doing? Um, he said that he saw at that point, he looks and he sees about 10, what he describes as humanoid feet figures looking out the window of the craft, glossy black uniforms and black capes. And all I can see- They had capes? Yes, that's like what so. There, so the the aliens are into fashion. In my mind, it's like a little miniature Darth Vader, <laughs> the backseat of a window when you pull up to a light. There's a little kid in the backseat that's just staring at you. That's how I I imagine. I'm just like thinking, like they're like, all right, we gotta look good. We're gonna go get some people tonight. Throw <laughs> on the cape. This Gucci fashion, baby. <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that the aliens want to look nice. <laughs> I do like I've that. I've never met these humans before. I have to look my best. Well, you got to dress to impress. What are you going to like walk in there like not looking nice? No. I won't ask but I that. also like the the like Darth Vader death death like walk of catwalk, whatever. Right. He's right. like coming up. The play my music i'm going to intimidate I'm going people. i'm going to get the man with the pistol now <laughs> um yeah. but also so like i'm thinking about graham and how they're like supposedly like three feet tall and that's like the least intimidating thing ever right exactly and he said that um he said so they were just like looking so he said he kept pointing the crab the pistol at the crab he never really did say why he didn't fire I don't know if all of a sudden he was like, okay, why would I shoot my pistol at a fucking UFO? I don't know why, but he didn't end up firing it, or at least I don't think he did. So he said that all of the figures stepped away from the window. I guess they had other shit to do to, to like land that motherfucker. And he said that um, the somehow, okay, so this is crazy. So he said that when the thing was there, he said it was about, he said it was about 50 feet above, above him and 300 feet away from him so that's where he said like he saw it and he could see the the humanoids and he said he doesn't know how this happened which I think is interesting because uh, I'm gonna really embarrass myself here if I say this but I think the science is maybe kind of could be there that we could speak telepathically to one another if we could don't make that face (laughs) no I'm I was thinking it was a thinking face it was uh, my friend's a dumbass face as well. No, because I I was just thinking about how this is a common thing though that I think in abduction stories is that they hear the aliens talk to them telepathically. Yeah. And I I think part of it is because I would think that if they do speak like spoken language, that they mm -hmm. wouldn't have the same language as us. But if they could somehow project telepathically, they we would be able to understand what they're saying. Right. But well, I don't know. There's no, there's literally, that's not, there's, there's you can't, you can't have scientific studies on something unless you can test it. And there's no way right. to test that. No, yeah, I guess I should have. Well, we don't know what they're doing in area 51, but. <laughs> yeah. When I said the science is there, I mean, I guess I more was thinking like. It's possible. Would be a way that you could like, cause you know, now they're talking about how like they can maybe take, um take 
computer like like download your your memories and thoughts yeah i don't think it's like super far-fetched to say that telepathy is possible Mm -hmm. so anyway so he said somehow he knew that the alien wanted him to stay there that's what he told him he said he felt like it was telling it to stay there he said the crap opened up there were like bat wings on the side which i mean they were wearing black uniforms and black capes so bat wings seemed to be the ideal thing (laughs) yes also this was taking place in the marvel universe (laughs) actually i don't want to be i don't want to be that person but batman is dc (laughs) i hate myself okay and also me probably (laughs) i (laughs) i hate everything i really suck at everything like i don't think i've done well at anything today (laughs) that i've tried (laughs) i just don't don't it's just a fail day it, did, it was it really was it was just like okay well we're gonna try better next time because this is bad news um okay so he's in dc that's fine uh, <laughs> so anyway so he's like starts freaking out and i guess doesn't listen to the alien he's like they know that he knows that the alien wants him so i guess he gets back in the car with betty they're driving betty said she sticks her hand head out the window and she's trying to like kind of watch it and everything mm-hmm. and wild so it starts getting over their car again and she said she hears this sound and this is this is what it, i heard it explained as like the tv shows when they're like um boop beep 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 boop 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 boop, boop like that kind of a thing <laughs> and i literally have in my notes beep bop boop <laughs> um so they hear that noise and then they start getting kind of like tingly or whatever yeah then they they don't know what happens after that they finally all of a sudden said they felt like they were in a trance they drove, then they snapped out of it randomly and drove home. Isn't that wild? It is wild. So anyway, so they felt weird. They said they almost felt like they were sick, kind of. Uh, they felt like they were maybe like contaminated. So even when they got home, they left all their luggage outside. Like they said, they took a shower. Uh, Barney said that he was even worried that maybe like something sexual had happened to him. Ooh. Yeah. And it's like, um, I want to make a joke here, but there's not really funny because no, like, and I well, I'm wondering though if this is where like the the whole uh, trope of you know being probed in the butt came from. I think so, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so anyway, but he said he like kind of get, like examined himself a little bit, and he like you know, he couldn't find anything, but they couldn't really remember anything. They said the only thing that they could really so know felt was- violated, basically. Yeah, violated exactly. And they said that they noticed that the clocks in their house weren't working. And also their wristwatches weren't working. That's another thing. Ollie, would you just go away? I cannot play right now. I'm recording the podcast. He keeps bringing me toys. And since I didn't throw the one toy, he's brought another toy. And he's, he's like, I don't like that one. I can get another one. Of this toy. <laughs> I'm like, just go away. Um, but that's another thing I think that's common. The, the thing is, is that this is like the blueprint, right? This is right. the first one. And all the subsequent abductions i don't know if it's like they took the same thing or they're all the same because they're actually happening you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but lost time is definitely one of the things that people experience like their watches will stop and at the point at what it stopped and what the time it is now that's how much time they lost right so i'm like man that's kind of weird you know um the strap to his binoculars was broken uh he didn't remember how that happened his shoes were scratched up so i guess after a while they had kind of talked and they weren't like weren't really sure what had happened still and so betty i guess had was like really tired took a nap 
And then uh, I guess when she was putting away her dress, which I think this is weird because this is like, I have, I'm trying to keep my BS detector on here. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want to be that person that just cause you believe in aliens, you believe every little thing you hear. Right. Um, but I was like, why is she putting away a dress that she already wore? But I don't know if maybe people didn't wash laundry as much back then. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get more than one use out of clothes usually before. I yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I feel like, man, you just like had this big experience with an alien. You are, you said, they said they felt sick. They said they felt contaminated, but then you're going to hang your Yeah, dress. no, I think I would wash my clothes after that. Samesies. Because everything I wore, like when I had to ride public transportation the other day, I was like, well, none of this is getting reworn. Us all right, we're going to be washing this. Um, yeah, so anyway, she said that after, when she was putting up her dress, she noticed that it was ripped up by the collar and that there was a pinkish powder on the dress, pinkish powder, and she was missing her blue earrings. Well, side note, apparently the pink powder was tested by five different labs and they all came back not of organic origin. Ooh. And the dress had high UV exposure. That's crazy. Right. Which is weird because, well, okay, this is a little bit different, but didn't the uh, Diet Love Pass people have high UV exposure? And wasn't it like orange powder or something? I think they had, they had radiation of some kind. All radiation, that's right. Yeah. which right. I They had like some kind of powder on them. Yeah, I remember some, like you said it, their bodies were orange or something when they went to do the funerals is something well maybe that's what it was I guess I was thinking there was powder but maybe I'm thinking of something else because yeah I don't know bodies were orange anyway but the dress had high UV exposure uh when it was tested so this is crazy so they go out and they look at the car and they said there were these concentric circles patterns uh almost like kind of like scratched into the trunk hood of their car and that's where they kept hearing that beep boop beep boop beep boop thing. Oh, that's weird. But right. circles also kind of makes me think of crop circles. Right. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, well, I wonder what, you know, like what, like what kind of put that there, you know? Yeah. Um, and so she said she talked to her, like, I guess after a while she had talked to her sister and her sister was like, even though you don't really remember much, you should like, uh, like check it out more, you know? So they took a compass out to the trunk and I guess the compass was acting really wild when they put it near the trunk. So oh, yeah. Look. So like, um, there must be electromagnetic stuff. Yeah, there. like something uh, going you know, on there. Fucks up a compass when you are hot near high levels of electromagnetic right. fields. It'll right. make it go crazy. You know, go wild. Yeah, I really have in my notes the compass acted wild. Period. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so Betty called her sister again, told her about that, and her sister encouraged her to call the local Air Force base. Um, at this point, I guess Barney didn't really want to. He was kind of maybe more of the fact of like, let's not do this. You know, I don't want to be embarrassed anymore than, um, po- you know, possible. I don't, I don't want this uh, and stuff. So Betty, being like any good wife, she ignores him completely and calls <laughs> the Air Force base. Uh, so anyway, she called on September 21st. So a couple, three days after this happened, she called Pease Air Force Base. Um, and the next day they get a call from Mr. Henderson who works at the Air Force Base and to get their statement. So Betty said, I guess like she was selective with what she told him, meaning she didn't just tell him every little thing that had happened, but she did tell him kind of like the broad strokes of what had happened. Mm-hmm. She mapped out what the uh, flying saucer looked like. So I'm going to share my thing. She said it looked like a pancake. This is what it looked like. This oh. is her drawing. 
is interesting. Her actual drawing. So it says, this is how it looked. It looks to me like almost like a, like if it were like a huge quarter, like a quarter, like 25. Yeah, it's definitely like a disc. It's disc shape, but instead of like, you know how the saucers are more like rounded, this one's kind of more flat all the way yes. across. Yep. Um, so anyway, red light came on and then the fins came out. And I guess that's where the fins, uh, the fin, yeah, the fins just came out. And um, I love that she has like little people in the I, But seeing the, seeing the little things come out, it reminds me of the, like the Imperial shuttles in Star Wars. They have <laughs> things like these big like. Yes, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, have, I know you love Star Wars and everything, but man, I can't get enough. That last movie was so fucking good, dude. Dude, shut your fucking face. <laughs> Oh, oh no, that I joke, you are razzing me. But also, <laughs> I have to say, have you been watching Puppet History? Um, I have not seen, no, I haven't seen any of this, Susan. Oh, okay, because um, they, 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 they're not, it was like one of the more recent episodes and they like took a break to razz how bad The Rise of Skywalker was because- That's awesome. Oh, uh, it was so bad. For those of you who don't know, I got to visit my BFF in New York uh, this summer and last summer. Got, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Last summer and she got super drunk and ranted about Star Wars and I do have it on video. Um, we're never posting though, yeah, so I don't even know. No, why. of course not. I would never, I would never betray your trust like that. But I'm just saying <laughs> if you wanted to, no. <laughs> you know. Oh shit! No, I would not you want to still have a best friend, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. But anyway, so uh, I love that that whole thing. So anyway, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, hold on, because now my computer wants to act funny. Um, so anyway, the Air Force Base guy told her this is interesting. So I don't know if he said this in passing, like he was just trying to make conversation with her, but he told her that. Um, actually that whatever it was, they did pick up on their radar at about 2 a.m. So I don't know if this is something he just said in passing to her because then it kind of seems like maybe later on after there's more to the story that she actually like, that he kind of like maybe didn't believe her as much. Mm -hmm. Did say that they picked something up. So he compiles this info and about a week later, he gives his uh, report and he concludes that either they saw the planet Jupiter give me a fucking break or some kind of an illusion they were confused okay even jupiter when it's like the closest and the brightest is not gonna be that close to you that you can see how big it is and like and see people in it, it, yeah, even if it was just, jupiter and there were people inside there's still something to be concerned about that's still like that's to me is well it's actually kind of worse than the roswell was a weather balloon thing but right uh i the excuses they come up with i feel like they have a wheel and they sit there and they spin it, spin it. and it's like mm -hmm. swamp gas, uh, weather balloon, Jupiter. You know? <laughs> like, so funny because it's true though. Yeah, There's this is stupid. Like you, we're not dumb. What do you you expect us to believe that it's just like right. this random explanation that you have? There's like people in there. There's like one little tiny. It's like the bonus wheel. At Wheel of Fortune, it's like this tiny glittery one that says, fine, we'll just tell them about aliens. <laughs> it never it. They're like, big one. money, big money, big money. <laughs> they get like so excited and then it's, 
remember that one. It like teeters on that one one time and everyone's like, oh. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, shit. Okay. So anyway, back to Betty and Barry. Sorry, Betty and Barney. Barry's the dog that I'm with. I know. <laughs> I was like, you're you're fixated on that dog. He's- <laughs> I know. He's so precious. Such a nice kid. Such a nice kid. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Betty um, Betty actually ended up reading a book uh, called The Flying Saucers Are Real by Donald Kehoe. And so she actually wrote to the author and told him a little bit about her experience and said that she was considering hypnosis as a way to uh, as a way to kind of recall the things that she didn't remember about the incident. So this astronomer, there's an astronomer from Boston, his name's Walter Webb. He somehow got a hold of the story and he wanted to interview them. So he did interview them and he did actually say that he believed that they were telling the truth. And I'm not sure exactly if this happened before or after she started having these dreams. But about a week and a half to two weeks after this incident, Betty started having nightmares. Oh. I guess the nightmares were so vivid and so real that she was sure that there was something going on and that she was having these memories from where she had, uh, had this had happened on their drive. So um, her memories were vivid. Uh, of course, she told Barney, he was kind of more just like, yeah, you're fine. You know, don't be a baby, whatever. Don't be a baby. So she's funny because she she's kind of seems to me like she's sassy, you know? So she just stops telling him, but then she starts writing. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Ollie. I'm so precious. Just being a brat. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she writes him down and... So they're like, there was one dream that she said that was just super vivid and it felt, it felt so revealed, felt so real. (laughs) She was greeted by a leader, uh, and examined by someone she called, she called, said there was like a leader guy and then an examiner guy. Uh, she said that he, this is weird. She said he was talking to her in English, but it was like kind of hard to understand what he was saying, which I think is interesting because that goes back to your thing that if they knew English, but it was like, they weren't exactly sure how our language works it might come across as like broken. Yeah. If they were trying to talk to us. Um, so he said, she said he put in this dream. Now, mind you, this is the thing, all these things that she remembers and she recalls and is sure that like, these were her experiences. They're also just dreams. You know, these are not memories or are they, I guess is kind of the point. Uh, she said that he put her on a table, took some nail trimmings and skin scraped off some skin, uh, to put a needle said that they were going to do like a nerve test or something and put a needle in her belly button Ooh. And in my nose I have she said it was ouch <laughs> she said uh she said it was horribly painful she started screaming out and then she said that the examiner looked at her when she was screaming waved his hand in front of her face and it stopped being painful oh so I don't know I mean that's pretty wild but it's that happened also handy right you know ha! hey oh handy because <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. I know. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so the examiner, uh, after the examiner left the room, Betty started talking to the leader. This is where it gets interesting. So I guess he gave her a book with some strange symbols on it. And at first he told her she could keep the book. Okay. uh, Of course she was like excited, whatever. And then she asked where they were from. And she said, he pulled out a star map. Oh yeah. Uh, and so then I guess like, uh, the, a couple of the other workers were like arguing and the leader came back in and said, I'm sorry. Uh, they said, you can't have the book that you're not supposed to remember this happened. Aww. And he took the book away. 
But it sucks because it's like if she knew that they were going to grab it away from her again, she could have like tried to look at it. Right. I mean, if these are really- But also how- amazing would it be if she had been able to keep the book and then she actually had physical proof of like oh my gosh it'd be so fucking awesome um so about two months later uh she was interviewed by robert holman and jackson nycap uh she said okay so they talked to them individually obviously to like get the full story and make sure that they weren't you know whatever making making it up or whatever they said they were missing some time and that they kind of came, they wrote all everything down and kind of took their notes and everything and realized that from the time that they remember leaving uh, from wherever they were traveling from to the time they were supposed to get home, it should have only taken them four hours, but it took them seven. Oh, wow. So I don't know, it's three hours enough time to, to get your, get your nail clippings off of a human jam a needle in their stomach and call it a day i don't know but that's what they said uh so anyway so again uh, a guy i guess that worked at the air force base um came to their church actually which i think is interesting because how quick do you want to do you think that somebody would have got booted out at like the church we went to if they started talking about hypnosis (laughs) or aliens (laughs) could you imagine Uh, uh, anyway, so he was, uh, he was saying that hypnosis was really working for people and recalling things. And so they, they were really interested, kind of told him their story. He said he was interested, but he couldn't do it. He said, you need to have a professional do it. So he got them to a Dr. Simon who interviewed them and said that he could tell that, um, he, they had some, a lot of severe anxiety around whatever had happened, but he would agree to do their regressive hypnosis. So regressive hypnosis, I guess, goes back and tries to look at specific details in a past event um, that you can't remember so that you can kind of get a little more information from it. Yeah. So this is where it kind of gets a little interesting slash, slash, slash dicey. And I guess the hypnosis lasted off and on until 1964. So like almost three years. So several years. Here's the thing that I've heard about this too is because I think this is a similar thing to what happened to Travis Walton is that he didn't remember all of it right away and had to have like a regression hypnosis kind of thing to mm-hmm. remember all the stuff about what happened to him while he was on the craft. Yeah. Um, and the argument there with like skeptics and stuff is that because hypnosis is the way that it is, like there's a chance that people can be fed things through there. And so what they're what they're recovering quote unquote is not always necessarily true things that have happened but it could be things that the 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 person the hypnotherapist whatever planted or just you know i don't know it's not exactly a a hard science kind of thing you know right and that's i think a lot of the issues with a lot of these things they aren't really a hard like perfectly set they're not a hard science so it's like what of it how much of it do you believe how much of you do not believe how much is it them putting that in their head you know yeah um would you ever get hypnotized yeah i don't see i don't think i'd necessarily i would like to see if it could be done to me because i feel like some it can't like some people don't react well to hypnosis or you can't i don't know i feel like you why not you know it might be right Interesting. Well, I, I don't, I don't think I'd ever want to do that. It seems, seems nerve wracking to me. Oh, because you, you're vulnerable and someone else is poking around. In yeah. There. I don't like that. 
know, it doesn't bother me that much. Like I don't, it, I feel like I would have to meet with the person beforehand and make sure I didn't think that they had, know they were legit nefarious intentions. Right. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, but anyway, so they were hypnotized. They were hypnotized separately. It lasted, uh, you know, a couple few years, um, a couple of the highlights with Barney, um, Barney was when he said that when they were hypnotizing him, that Barney was very, very afraid and had a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety around the humanoid people. He said he did, however, remember how his strap broke. It was running away from the UFO, uh, that he said that the, uh, the aliens or humanoids put him on a table but he kept his eyes closed. So that's the thing that was a little bit different from what Betty said. Betty said she was like trying to talk to him and stuff. I guess Barry, Barry, oh my gosh. Barney was more nervous, kept his eyes closed. Um, he said that he put a cup thing on his, you know, his business <laughs> down there. Yeah, and took sperm. Oh God, just like the way you were like his business. <laughs> <laughs> like in uh, New Girl, when she's like, when he like, she won't say penis, you know? pureness <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say uh so anyway um also they did she call her what she said my gumbo pot <laughs> that show that show's underrated like that's tonic is getting to me. <laughs> i do i do love new girl <laughs> new girl so great i love when he finds out Schmidt doesn't know how to do laundry um so anyway so he also said there was in fact i guess he came across in his memories anal probing so that that sucks um (laughs) yeah right that sucks um he said that they were counting his vertebrae which i think is interesting a similarity between the two also is that he said so he said (laughs) um so he had said that um they were trying to speak to him in english but it was hard to understand so uh, Betty's hypnosis, a lot of the stuff that came out were a lot, this is, I think is interesting too, if we do believe that she did, in fact, they were abducted by aliens, that her, the things that happened when she went through the regressive hypnosis were things, a lot of things that she had written down that she had in her dreams. Oh. So, I mean, do with that what you will. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Now, I will say she talked about the star map. And so uh, Dr. Simon suggested that she sketch it out and I will share it with you because I think it's interesting. Okay, yeah, I'd like to see it. This is what she sketched out, which is a very rudimentary um, solid line. Okay, so she said that the solid lines are trade routes and then the dotted lines are like things that are less traveled, okay? Okay. So for a while, everybody was kind of just like, um, this is stupid, whatever, you know? What is the big the big circle thing down in the lower right corner? Is that Earth? No, that is Zeta Reticuli. Zeta oh. Reticuli. So I can't, and I feel stupid now because I cannot for the life of me remember. I don't remember if she said that the alien told her about the Zeta Reticuli or if she showed this map and then someone else made a connection. I cannot remember. I feel like in the way I've heard it, before the uh-huh. aliens told her they were that's from I thought. but i don't that's what i thought that's just the way i've heard it and i don't know i think that's the accurate thing of what happened well i mean what she says happened so interestingly enough 1968 rolls around so a couple years after that a lady named marjorie fish was looking at the map and reconstructed it to this what she thinks so this is a legit like these are actual things I believe, you know, like systems or planets or whatever. These are, these are stars, but 
um, a lot of people think like, no, there's no way like this is reaching that this was what she was drawing. But I don't know, man, if you look at that and then you look at what she drew, it looks the same. It looks a lot, especially if I'm, um, if I showed you a map, if I showed you a star map and you were under distress and then I took it away from you after like three minutes and then, you know, I don't know, shoved a huge needle in your belly button. And then four years later, you try to draw a picture of the map. It's yeah. No, it looks, it looks pretty accurate. I think so too. I was kind of surprised when I heard that uh, people were like, yeah, that they don't really buy into it because I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it looks quite a bit. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that is the old, uh, the old map. And um, actually, I guess uh, what I think also too is interesting that they had described these aliens too uh, that were on the the disc or on the pa- pancake, whatever you want to call it, the pancake raft, and they describe them as what we people know as the gray aliens. So interesting fact: Bob Lazar, when he did his work that he claimed to do, he said that Zeta Reticuli was actually a possible, probable home of the gray aliens. Ooh, so that's interesting um some of at, at the end of it all when they had all of their stuff uh some of their memories were very much alike some of their memories were very different um they did feel better after they were talking on their hypnosis everyone wanted their story but what's interesting is is they didn't really i don't think they released too too much about their story um as far as like trying to get rich or whatever right uh, in 1969 in february barney did die at the age of 46 with a brain hemorrhage uh betty lived she died of cancer in 2004 a lot of people think maybe that they, and this is a bogus, this really is kind of, I feel like kind of cheapening their, their story, but a lot of people like think that they were hallucinating because they were under so much stress of being an interracial couple. Uh, I don't think so. Stress can make you do weird things and right have weird things to your body, but that's, that's a reach. I feel like. Yeah, I think that's a real big of a reach. If, especially like, if you're going to say, oh, that oh, star map's a reach or this is a reach. Yeah. Okay. Well, that excuse is a reach too. Um, a lot of people think that because the hypnosis took so much time that there was a lot of time for them to like get their story straight and all of these, you know, make up all these facts and stuff like that. And then a lot of times, and I'm not good, you're better with like film and stuff like that. I know that a lot of people are saying that their accounts are just line up exactly with like the way that movies and descriptions of aliens at the time were. And so I don't know if that's true or not because I don't really know a lot about film and stuff. I don't know a lot about like old movies, you know? Uh-huh. But as far as I know, they were the first people to to claim these kind of things. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just I have it, no idea. I, I don't know enough to like make an educated guess. Right, right. Um so that is the Barney and Betty Hill story. I just think it's really interesting because I don't agree. The hypnosis thing is the only part where I'm like, it it feels a little fuzzy there, but Uh I mean, why would you, in my head, I always think this regardless of whatever it is, why would you make it up? What's the point in making that up? Like, I really genuinely would like to know, like people who have carried out hoaxes and things, I would right, like to know why. Is it just for the entertainment value? Right. 
Because you're not right. getting rich off of that. People don't give you're you not getting rich. For that stuff. You're not really. I mean, you're getting maybe some, but then the thing is this, well, I guess, okay, like I look at my kids sometimes and they do some shit and I'm like, why are you doing that? Like you're getting so much negative attention, but to some people, negative attention. Yeah, that's true. That is positive attention. To me, I don't. If I if my choice was be famous for believing in aliens and everyone thinks you're a crackpot or not be famous, I choose not be famous. Like yeah, I, I feel like personally, if I got abducted by aliens, I don't know that I'd tell anybody except for like you. Right. right. You know, I don't I wouldn't be like, hey, local news, I got abducted I, by aliens. Come hear my story. Because people yeah, would think that was crazy. It does not make sense to me. Um, also really quickly before we move on, I did want to say, give a shout out. So there is a podcast called Strange Arrivals. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. So I listened to it. I don't even know where. I think I probably heard it on an ad from this other podcast I listened to called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Have you heard of that? I've heard of that one, but I haven't listened to it before. I listen religiously. I love it. Anyway, so that was on there. Um, it is a Strange Arrivals is a podcast put on and it is about the Betty and Barney Hill. There's just that's really cool though that they had. Yeah. Um, yes, it's very was, interesting. You, yeah, you should definitely listen. I'll check it out. Uh, but there's uh, what I was just gonna say is there's so many good podcasts, especially so lately. Like people are coming on the scene with new ones. I just listened to the first one of it's like Urban Legends or whatever, but with Louis Lane and Snitchery, and it was yes, I saw that on my house, phone. which that's awesome ever, too. So I thought that that was cool. Also, did I tell you that the workaholic guys have a podcast? Oh no, you didn't tell me that. Yes, it's called This is Important. Oh, interesting. I'll have to look at that too. I try not to vary my listening too too much because I'm like, there's a there's so much already in like the genre of what right. I listen to now, which is mostly like paranormal and true crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do listen, there's I've listened to a couple interview podcasts here and there where it's like someone I really like is going to be on or mm-hmm. whatever. And then I loved the comedy podcast. Uh, my dad wrote a porno, but I yeah, didn't, you told I didn't, me about I that. I don't think I listened to the last season, but it was so funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's I funny really because it's the guy's podcast. dad who writes these erotic novels and and self publishes them on Amazon. Gosh, but it's so his dad and he's reading like porn that is dead wrote. oh my god and then they they like they kind of take it apart and make fun of it like him and the two other people that are on the show <laughs> and it's so funny that's amazing um I love it I love it but anyway so yeah so that's the story of Betty and Barney Hill I you did a good job with that I liked it a lot thanks um many and thanks. I think that that story is really interesting it is isn't it yeah because to me, it's just like, why would you, I don't think they're lying, you know? I don't and think I, they're lying either, I think. But I don't know, I'm not saying there couldn't be an explanation beyond um, alien abduction for what happened. There could be like, you know, they call it fully ado, um, when people, two people have like a shared madness or something, you know, um, or whatever, two people like some people can have the same hallucination or you know whatever there could be Mm -hmm. another explanation is what i'm saying it doesn't necessarily have to be alien abduction but i don't think that they're lying about yeah i agree completely that is exactly how i feel about it experienced it that is exactly Um, how i feel about it wow when you don't eat a lot and then you drink (laughs) those drinks are kicking huh (laughs) 
Oh, amazing. So I guess that means it's time for my story then. Lay it on me. All right. So I have a, I feel like I should have, let me see if I can, I was going to, why well, I need to share my screen. Wow. That was a lot of sentences that I started and didn't finish. All right. <laughs> I just want to show you a picture, but I was going to see if I could like kind of maneuver things so that you would just see the picture and not see the words around it. So I could do like to you and be like, do you know where this place is, what this place <laughs> is? But okay. whatever, I'm just going to show you the picture. All right. Um, So, Ooh. so I know you're going to see the words, but have you, do you recognize this area? I mean, I think that that's a bridge of, uh, it looks like, is, uh, is that the, is that like a bridge in London? Yeah, this is the London bridge, you know, but then right here, this big sprawling campus with the, with Ooh, the fancy. tower in the middle is the Tower of London. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I did not know that. So, this is another, um, like some of the other things that I have covered, this is a place that I've been before. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, I always forget you went to London. Um, so I know it's, it was so fun. I got to see Stonehenge and like we went to the Jane Austen Museum. Okay, but that's not what I'm talking about. That's my hero. We need to go sometime though. We should definitely because I'd like to go. Because you know I went with Joy and she's not into all the scary and haunted things. And oh, I want right. to go back to the UK and go to a bunch of haunted places. Yes. Please. Um, because it's old as shit over there and right. Hello, haunted. Like, so much violence that happened and oh yeah. So haunted. <laughs> oh yeah, those are the those are the mixes. These right? are the these are the good ghosts over there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so not only is this a place that i've been to but we're going to be talking about a ghost that i've also talked about before because Ooh. if you remember our christmas episode i talked about heaver castle which yes, was I remember that. The childhood home of anne boleyn yes. and her ghost is said to go there every christmas eve which is why i talked about it for christmas but Anne Boleyn's ghost is more often seen at the Tower of London because that's where she was executed. What? Oh my gosh, her ghost gets around. Yeah, her ghost gets around. There's actually- her ghost is a fast ghost. <laughs> She's a loose ghost. There's some ghost whores in this house. There's some ghost whores in this house. Oh yeah, Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn's ghost gets around. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> But uh, there, because they're actually, I remember when I looked up the stuff for Heaver Castle, there was like an article that I saw that mentioned all the different places where people see Anne Boleyn's ghost. Wow. That's there's several, but. I mean, no judgment. Anyway. Female empowerment and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So today I'm talking about the Tower of London. And then um, the sources I used were Wikipedia and the official Tower of London site, which is like, it's also called um, Her Majesty's Royal Palace or something like that. Um, this website called Exploring Castles and then one called Authentic Vacations, which really just helped me list out the famous ghosts that were there. <laughs> but I, in my opinion, the word tower is a bit of 
a misnomer because it's really just like a more like a castle it's not like a tower like you would think of it makes me think of like the episode of parks and rec where they go to london and ron really doesn't want to be there and he's like you call this a tower he's like try the sears tower my friend (laughs) i oh i love that show but i do love him in london He like go and he finds there's a place where he can get like fresh cut meat and beer and they're like like oh, so Leslie sends him on a like whiskey tour or something gosh, and yeah, so he gets the, to go the, see where they make like Lagavulin yeah. which is his favorite um but yeah so or scotch you know whatever those dark yeah. those dark alcohols dark <laughs> I, I I knew what you were saying. So anyway, regardless, it is it is like a massive structure and there and it used to be, it used to have like a, a royal palace part of it, but that's not there anymore. So there's like the center white tower thing and then there's several things around it. And I didn't look up all the architectural stuff because I was interested in the ghost. So you can look right. that up if you want. But it's on the North Bank of the River Thames and it was founded towards the end of 1066 as part of the Norman Conquest. So um, the White Tower, which gives the entire castle its name, was built by William the Conqueror in 1078. 1078. Um, nothing, nothing over here is like older than right. the 1600s, you know. And like they yeah. have like this building no, no, was no. built in 1078. That's wild, dude. That's so crazy to me. Um, it is crazy. It kind of was for a while. It was resented as a symbol of oppression that was afflicted, inflicted upon London by the new ruling elite. Um, and then the castle was also used as a prison from 1100 up until 1952. Ooh. But that wasn't its primary purpose for all those years. Really, like the height of it being a prison um, was in the 16th and 17th century, which I'll get to more later. But once upon a time, it was a grand palace and served as a royal residence. So a bunch of kings Ooh. lived there. Um, and it was like, you know, the seat, kind of the seat of London for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a whole, the tower is a complex of several buildings set within two concentric rings of defensive walls and a moat. And there were several. Who doesn't love a good moat? Um, None what I know. There were several phases of expansion, mainly under Kings Richard the first, Henry the third, and Edward the first in the 12th and 13th centuries. Um, and then the general layout that was established by the late 13th century is the one that still remains despite there being later activity on the site. So that's just wild to me that there is, that's how old that place is. Right, like when you walk in there. It's mind blowing. I just, I, that was one of the things that really struck me while we were, in London. I really want to go back. We'll have to plan a trip for- I would love to go. It's just such a cool city. And like when Joy and I were there, especially like being people who were, who lived in New York City, you know, we were like, this this place is so clean comparatively. (laughs) Like we went on the tube and we were like- Interesting. So much cleaner. It is much cleaner. I think you told me that actually. I think it's cleaner than New York City anyway. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was like, we saw some homeless people and stuff, but it was Mm -hmm. like, their public transportation and just kind of being like around it seemed cleaner so anyway the tower of london has played a prominent role in english history it was besieged several times and controlling it has been important to controlling the country the tower has served variously as an armory a treasury a menagerie 
the home of the Royal Mint, a public record office, and the home of the Crown Jewels of England, which I did get to see when I was there. They have like the um oh my gosh, you did crown set out with like all these jewels in it, and it's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, I don't think I feel like you can't take pictures in there when you go see the crown jewels because I have pictures from other places around the Tower of London, which I'm going to post some to our Instagram when the episode drops, but I don't have any pictures of that. And I think it's because you couldn't take pictures. Um, So from the early 14th century until the reign of Charles II in the 17th century, a procession would be led from the tower to Westminster Abbey on the coronation of a new monarch. In the absence of a monarch, the constable of the tower is in charge of the castle. Uh, And this was a powerful and trusted position in the medieval period. In the late 15th century, the castle was the prison of the princes in the tower. Under the Tudors, the tower became used less as a royal residence. And despite attempts to refortify and repair the castle, its defenses lagged behind developments to deal with artillery. So the height of the castle's use as a prison was during the 16th and 17th centuries, like I said before, um, when many figures who had like fallen into disgrace. So Elizabeth I, before she became queen, Sir Walter Raleigh and Elizabeth Throckmorton, which I have no idea who that is. They were all <laughs> held as prisoners there. And this use as a prison so heavily during this time led to the phrase sent to the tower. So like we can talk about people. Oh tower um so between 1540 and 1640 which was during the peak imprisonment there were 48 recorded cases of the use of torture so they had some of the torture devices they used there um were the rack which have you ever have like heard of someone being put on the rack yeah isn't that like and it stretches you or something yeah so that's stretching they put your wrists at one end and then your ankles at the other and then they just turn this crank and keep stretching you out until your bones so popping out of place. Up. Isn't that gross? And then the other one they have, this one I'd never heard of before, the scavenger's daughter is what it's called. And that oh. is for compressing you. So it's an A-frame thing. They put your head at the top, what? your at the middle, and then your they tie your feet spread, spread eagle at the bottom. And then this A-frame thing would fold in on itself and like compress you together oh my gosh isn't that terrible that's awful <laughs> and I, like, i'm laughing because it's so horrible i just i'm like i'm just because i looked at pictures of these so like they had this stuff there and they would do that to get people to you know i guess confess or whatever but people oh torture methods they used to use back in the day people would die under torture before you right a confession out of them oh gosh um, that's so fucked up and manacles and i was like i thought manacles were handcuffs so i don't know what you do with them to torture people but i also don't want to know so i didn't right. look any less i know the better about what goes on um but one of those that they tortured at the tower was guy fox or folks i don't know how you pronounce that but it's the guy the v for vendetta guy <laughs> well, oh yeah okay. i actually haven't seen that movie but it's, it's that um it's remember remember the 5th of november yeah did the gunpowder plot anyway yeah so he was brought there after that and they tortured him and then he signed a full confession um and then they and then they executed him but you know whatever uh, <laughs> so I, 
you know, it's fine. Well, I, this is what I think. Why? What's the purpose in signing a confession to something under duress or under torture if they're just gonna kill you anyway? That's the thing. I'd be like, like so you'll never stupid. take me alive. You'll not get a word out of me. I don't know. I just feel That's like amazing. I can't tell anybody if they were gonna kill me anyway. Yeah, seriously though. Um, but despite its reputation as a place of torture and death. Um, which was also popularized by 16th century religious propagandists and 19th century writers. Only seven people were executed within the tower before the world wars of the 20th century. So there hmm. weren't a lot of executions there, but executions were more commonly held on the notorious Tower Hill to the north of the castle. So I guess that's like still nearby. And right. in Tower Hill, there was 112 executions over a 400 year period. So that's still, I guess that's still not a ton over a 400 year period because that's, that's right. like, um, yeah, that's not, that's still not a ton, but whatever. Anyway, in the latter half of the 19th century, institutions like the Royal Mint moved out of the castle and found other locations. So this left a lot of the buildings empty and then they brought in um, notable English architects, Anthony Salvin and John Taylor, who restored the tower to what they felt it looked like during the medieval times. And um, so that helped with clearing out kind of the vacant structures. Hmm. And then in the first and second world wars, the tower was used again as a prison and it witnessed the executions of 12 men for espionage. And after World War II, the damage caused by the Blitz uh, was repaired and then the castle was open to the public where it is now like you know a tourist a tourist destination so it's one of the most popular attractions in London and then under the ceremonial charge of the constable of the tower and operated by the resident governor of the tower of London Hang on, <laughs> let me start. That's over fine. I'm gonna turn this TV down. I didn't realize it was so loud. Hold oh, on. I can't hear it. Oh, okay. But um, what I was trying to say was, <laughs> under the ceremonial charge of the constable of the tower and operated by the resident governor of the Tower of London and keeper of the Jewel House, the Ooh. property is cared for by the charity Historic Royal Palaces and is protected as a World Heritage Site. That was a lot of big words. <laughs> so I, I, I think that you said uh, Tower of Lunder and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like, my drink is almost gone. So I was like, Hello. how am I going to say all these <laughs> What is happening here? So now we're going to talk about some ghosts. Let's talk ghosts. Uh, so the Tower of London has been an infamous setting for stories of royal tragedy and death. Mm-hmm. During the War of the Roses, Henry VI was murdered there in 1471. Ooh. So he was stabbed while he was praying oh, in the Wakefield Tower. Um, and that's his ghost support supposedly haunts that tower to this day. He is said As to you appear, would. Yeah, I know, right? He is said to appear at the last stroke of midnight. Ooh. Then in 1483, the old king of England and Henry's rival, Edward IV, died unexpectedly from an unknown illness. He was only 41 at the time, hmm. and his sons who could succeed him, they were Edward V and uh, Richard, were both still young. With Edward, who was the oldest, he was only 12 years old. 
Um, so the king's brother, Richard, so little Richard is the son, and then Richard is also the brother because it's like little Richard. Everybody's named, you know, they all get the same names, right? Um, but yeah, so we, yeah, well, it's because it says little Richard to distinguish, but it's also, yeah, I know, there's Love it. Richard. <laughs> but so the king's brother, Richard, took over as Lord Protector, um, for the time being, and like, oh, he's like, oh, I'll take care of things until Edward gets older, but you know right. how that stuff goes, oh, of course. So as the coronation for Edward approached, Richard kept pushing it back. He's like, ah, we'll do it this day, now we'll do it this day. But really, what he had been doing was staging a silent coup. Um, in June, he persuaded a group of gentry to declare him the true king of England. He then manipulated Parliament to declare the two young boys illegitimate and had himself crowned King Richard III. Um, so the two princes remained in the tower. He brought them there. And now, now they've been illegitimized. Um, but then they mysteriously vanished. So the last oh, time yeah. anyone saw them, it was it was like sometime in the summer of that year. They'd seen them outside playing, and then they never saw them again. Oh, um, so the legend is they think that he had them murdered, and then course, in 1674, yeah. which is almost 200 years later, they found two small skeletons inside oh. the tower, um, which the bones were then re-examined in 1933 and proved to be those of two boys aged about 12 and 10, which was exactly the same ages that the princes were when they disappeared. So basically yeah, people believe fun. that he like had them killed so that they couldn't- What an asshole. Like right? you already had the throne, like- Right, what, so what are they gonna do? And like, it's not like you couldn't keep them there in relative comfort. Right, that's to let them live out their days. Right, like, like oh no, because when they get old enough, they might try to challenge my rule. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, and so he's like, oh, I got to take care of them before. (laughs) Right, (laughs) too old. History, it's fucked up, man. History. No, you heard it here first. So anyway, they people see sometimes the shadowy figures of two little boys, sometimes holding hands. That's so sad. It's a relatively common sight in the White Tower. Hmm. It says they drift between rooms and melt into the walls, but they've also been seen playing on the battlement and some claim to have heard children giggling, which, you know, is always a creepy thing when you hear disembodied children laughter. It's true. This is true. So though it's not there anymore, like I already said before, there used to be a royal palace to the south of the White Tower. Henry VIII modernized the rooms inside in preparation for the coronation of his new bride, Anne Boleyn, in 1533. Mm-hmm. So she and the king feasted there the night before he, like, brought her through the city as they went to Westminster Abbey to get, like, married or to, you know, mm-hmm. claim that, you know, crown her queen or whatever it was. So, but then only three years later, she was back at the tower, this time being accused of adultery treason witchcraft what have you you name it she did it yeah well she didn't actually do it they just (laughs) made up all these things about her because she wasn't having any uh male children and he needed an heir um so they put her up in the same room and before being executed by beheading on tower green that sucks so originally her decapitated body was buried beneath the floor of saint peter's chapel with no like no marker no ceremony no nothing Mm -hmm. several people who were executed in this way they just like dumped the bodies under there and buried them they didn't do anything special with it 
but then in 1876 Queen Victoria ordered that the bodies that were buried under the chapel should be exhumed and then buried more appropriately so now there's like a stone marker okay. and everything and it's it's nicer now um <laughs> it's nicer well, for the people being beheaded well yeah it's just like it's a thing of respect you know to have yeah, I mean it's fucked up buried in such a way or whatever um so after that was done like in 1876 there's a story that one of the captains of the guard was patrolling the tower at night and saw a strange flickering light in the chapel he climbed one of the windows to go get a better look and then inside the chapel he saw a procession of lords ladies and knights in armor and at the center was a small delicately dressed woman which he later identified as being Anne Boleyn wow so after a few minutes the lights in the chapel faded and the procession of ghosts disappeared into thin air well, basically that's like saying you know like once they were put to rest in a more dignified way that their ghost mm -hmm. kind of had like a procession through the chapel and that's wild which i think is pretty cool yeah uh, if, if if that you know if it's true like it's a story from one of the guards and then was passed down so who knows that's awesome. but um lady jane gray who was only queen for 10 days before being executed by Mary, Queen of Scots, um, is also one of the ghosts that's said to be at the Tower of London. She and her husband, Lord Guildford Dudley, were advanced as an Anglican alternative to the Catholic Mary. So this was during the time where, you know, like as the Protestants and the Catholics fighting and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they didn't want Mary to be queen because she was Catholic. But then Mary, um, Mary married Philip of Spain. Okay. And then she was crowned queen. So upon her coronation, she had them sentenced to death, both Lady Jane Grey and Lord Guilford Dudley. And they, they were so both throw back then. They were both beheaded. I know, right? It's like today. Yeah. I mean, today it's like, what's gonna happen to you? You could like get canceled on Twitter and be dragged, yeah. have your name dragged through the mud or whatever. Yeah, but, like, but they're not gonna like but, fucking behead you in this. Yeah, city. people are gonna behead you for being dude high stakes i reward back then though i mean yeah was, true true you you know you could you do some beheading but then you're the queen <laughs> my heads don't have to cut off right uh, get my crown oh, <laughs> i would be the worst queen i fear the power would go to my head and yeah and else would have theirs because i would kill them all <laughs> i don't know maybe not i don't maybe. like that guy up with his head <laughs> up with his head yeah so, um yeah, so they do see Lady Jane's Lady Jane Grey's ghost. Um, she's seen wandering the battlements, and then her husband, Lord Dudley, his spirit haunts the Beauchamp Tower, mm. sitting in his cell and weeping late into the night. Um, and then there's also the word Jane has been etched into the wall there, which they credit his Ooh. either. I don't know is this they credit him with that, but I don't know if it was like before he died he did right, that, or, or if, if it was his ghost, ghost that did that. But that's just what it said that he was. That's crazy. With that. So then another ghost that haunts the Tower of London is Margaret Pole, Countess of Salisbury. Sal Salisbury? Salisbury? I don't know. Um, like steak. So it, but it's spelled S A L I S B U R Y. Is that how, the, is it? Mm -hmm. but, that's so how you spell Salisbury, Salisbury, like the steak. Salisbury, okay. But it's just like, it looks like Salisbury. Okay, anyway. Salisbury. <laughs> no, Salisbury. Okay, so Margaret was a victim of one of the most gruesome botched executions in history. So when she reached the scaffold where they were about to behead her, she refused to kneel and said, 
so should traitors do and i am none so when the executioner raised his axe she ran away from it and he that's amazing he chased her around the scaffold and then just kind of like hacked at her until she died so basically he just like hacked her to death in front of all these people she ain't going out like no bitch though no, I, I know but it's just like i feel like i'd rather be beheaded than be like right. hacked to death with an axe oh, at least if you know they're them. gonna catch you that's what i they, know it's like they catch you eventually <laughs> they sever your head it's one quick thing then you're gone but if you're like running away and then they're like <laughs> i just am like that's not a way to go so anyway no not fun so her ghostly screams are still heard on the tower green and a few visitors have even claimed to see a ghostly reenactment of the chase oh that's funny Which, can you imagine <laughs> if you were just standing there and then you saw that that would be i'd shit my pants fucking insane <laughs> So also, as with every old haunted building, you know how it goes. There's a lady in white. Um, people have reported seeing a glimpse of the figure in the corner of their eyes. So just like a little white uh -huh. figure. And that's also accompanied by the smell of a pungent, overpowering perfume. Like people have gotten like sick from the smell of it, apparently. Oh. And some have even described the feeling of the world closing in on them and chills down their spine. Also, visitors have reported the sensation that something is tapping them on the shoulder, and then when they turn mm. around, there's nothing there, just there. a wisp of white which disappears. Um, then also, kind of like Hogwarts, the tower is also said to house a gray lady, and mm. this ghost apparently will only reveal herself to female visitors. Oh, really? So that's all that's said about her, but I thought that that was interesting and I wanted to mention it made me think of the gray lady who's the um, Ravenclaw ghost. That's right. Harry Potter. Oh, fucking love Harry Potter. So good. So, so then another famous ghost that's there is Sir Walter Raleigh. He was imprisoned in the tower twice. Once for a secret marriage, which I don't know why that's an imprisonable offense, but that's what it said. And once for treason, which I understand that. But right. he was also executed there. And after his execution, his ghost began wandering around the Bloody Tower, which is where he was imprisoned. Um, and what a name for a tower, man. Right. As well as along the battlements, which are now actually known as Raleigh's Walk. So they like named that after him. Hmm. Uh, why, I don't know. But yeah, so he is, he, his ghost is seen there. There's also a ghost which guards King Henry VIII's armor, apparently. Visitors have described walking to that room and feeling like they're being crushed alive. Oh. Some say it that it feels like a force is trying to suffocate them. Others say it feels like an invisible monster is trying to strangle them. But wherever the armor was moved within the Tower of London, these terrifying experiences would follow. So, like, wherever the armor goes, this like malevolent force goes with it that's scary so if you go visit the tower of london and you go look at london like, and i said like london <laughs> oh, i can't talk today but G if you go and tea, G and tea. <laughs> which is also a very british drink is it really yeah the best gin and tonic i ever had was when i was in london i would totally try one they're um 
because that's where they popularized the 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 gin and tonic i believe because you know beef eater gin have you heard of beef eater gin mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. beef eaters are the guards that guard the tower of london oh really yeah, they're the oh interesting okay so i didn't even plan that but my <laughs> drink is <laughs> my drink Look is you. so what? all right go ahead yeah so there's that malevolent spirit with henry the eighth armor yeah then there are other notable ghosts that have been reported, including um, Arabella Stewart and Guy Fox or folks, or I don't know how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name, whatever. They see his ghost too. But perhaps the most puzzling ghost is that of a bear. Um, so d- during the Tudor period, the tower was known to house all kinds of exotic creatures. So it was like a menagerie. Um, Cause mm-hmm. you know how rich people are. They like their exotic of animals. Of course they do. Um, and, you know, people would gift them things and they would have all these animals there. And according to the, the Tower of London's website, it was technically the first zoo in London because they started importing these exotic animals. They're like in 1200 or whatever. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So some people have reported hearing the sound of lions roaring. Um, some report like hearing horses gallop or seeing phantom horses. But according to reports, one guard actually had a deadly encounter with the ghost of a fearsome bear. Whoa. So the writer E.L. Swift wrote about this encounter like in the 1800s. And so this is like from that writing. One of the sentries at the Martin Tower was alarmed by a figure like a huge bear emerging from underneath the door. He thrust at it with his bayonet, which stuck in the door. He dropped in a fit and was carried senseless to the guard room. Of all this, I avouched nothing more than that I saw the poor man in the guardhouse prostrated with terror, and that in two or three days, the fatal result was that he died. So this guard encountered a ghost bear, stabbed at it with his bayonet. That didn't work. It, like, charged at him. He he passed out from fear, was brought to, you know, like, the medical, wherever they take care of them, and then he died a few days later. You so know what? That got scared to death. <laughs> that's fucking. <laughs> that's scary though. Like because okay, did you ever see that uh, paranormal caught on camera uh, episode where there was that deer that like laid down and died and it <gasps> yes other deer like a deer like a spirit deer get yes. up run away wasn't that crazy? It really does not surprise me. That is so crazy. Uh, that one was not wild. Yeah, because that was like really hard like how would you have faked that yeah no they're like that was so crazy yeah so anyway anything i've read about this encounter i read a couple different stories about the encounter with the bear and they all call it a grizzly bear but Mm -hmm. i actually have another theory because in 1252 henry the third was given a magnificent white bear presumably a polar bear by the king of norway and it was kept muzzled and chained in the tower but it was allowed to swim and hunt for fish in the Thames. So like they kept it chain or but like the, basically this bear was kept there as a, like a pet, but as a polar right. bear. And it's so with this so polar sad. bear, he's like away from his natural habitat. So he's probably angry about it. Right. And he probably died there. So in my opinion, that would create like Agreed. an angry spirit you know Absolutely. and i'd be pretty pissed so if i saw any human you right, know I'm coming at you. i'd be mad so i Hell think yeah. that it's that polar bear 
is the bear the ghost bear that the, the guy had hell there. yes that's my theory anyway i'm with you on that one dude that's why i believe that. but yeah so those are like that's basically it those are the main ghosts of the tower of london oh, that's awesome i really want to go there yeah so i think we i want to plan a trip because also i'd like to go to the underground like attraction you know where they went on buzzfeed unsolved where all the people mm-hmm. were buried during the plague on in those yes. underground tunnels and stuff so creepy it's basically just like a tourist attraction now and they put right. they have all those like scary like weird dolls and things but i still think oh, that's to go. yeah that would be cool i mean um, even in the building and stuff ghost tours you could have there are just like oh my gosh if i come in contact with a polar bear right wild also i have to show you the picture because i'm gonna post it to our instagram with the episode but uh-huh. i saved it to the album so i could have it in here because they have statues of a lot of the animals that they used to house there and so um that's me with the polar bear that is amazing <laughs> oh my gosh ah, i love that it funny? so one of the other things that's cool that has nothing to do with ghosts or anything though is that they have ravens at the tower of oh. london they're still there they like will clip one of their flight feathers so that they mm-hmm. can like escape mm-hmm. and so they always have six or seven i think in the in the tower and they're really smart so ravens weird. like they can train them but they're also really used to humans now so people will mm-hmm. like feed them and they're like big black birds you know oh. they'll come right up to you oh stuff. my gosh no thank you they're you know super I don't like smart birds. though like ravens are really smart um like ravens and crows have you ever seen that thing about the crows bringing that little girl presents because she left them food um it sounds vaguely familiar they'll like bring her like bottle caps and like pieces of jewelry uh-huh. and stuff that they find oh because she them and they like leave her presents it's so cute so creepy <laughs> i would love to i don't like birds i would love to have some bird friends bring me presents <laughs> you know i just like i pretty much like all animals yeah, I mean, I just don't like, I don't like lots of animals. I know you don't like birds. You don't like squirrels. Ugh. No, <laughs> squirrels are the worst. Horses, uh, I don't like horses. You don't like horses? Not a fan. <laughs> I don't. I just don't like them. It's so funny. Why? Because of their long faces. <laughs> <laughs> why the long face? <laughs> them. They're gross. I hate them. I don't know. I love horses. Okay, well, you can just go gallop away with one. I will. I will do that. (laughs) Oh, so much. Horses are the worst. So funny. Yeah, I don't even know, dude. I well, that was really cool. I thought that was. uh, I actually know you used to not like any animals before Alice. Which is true. I never used to like any animals, and then I did. You know, obviously. I met Alice and that changed. Now you have a begrudging respect for dogs. (laughs) I do. I fucking love dogs. But other than that, I really don't like any other animals. You're so funny. Well, I would like to take this time to thank our listeners who I affectionately refer to as Gooligans on Twitter. Amazing. Um, So we should probably incorporate that more into the actual show. (laughs) Let's do it. That's your name now, whether you like it or not. Begin. But I wanted to thank all the Gooligans for we have a thousand plays now in total on Anchor. So that's you know obviously that's not possible without you guys. And I know it's not like 
a huge number, but it's still a milestone. And I'm so grateful for everybody who's listened to an episode, whether they liked it or yes. not. I'm grateful for every review that we have, like rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps out. Definitely. Um, tell your friends to listen. Yeah. In. Turn your friends into ghouligans. <laughs> yeah, everybody's a ghouligan now. <laughs> They're like vampires. It's you just, can, like, I just thought it would be a fun name. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot actually. Um and then yeah, so I thought that that was pretty cool. Love that. But yeah, if you have any alien abduction stories or if you've been yes. to the Tower of London, if you had any ghost stories, you know, really anything that you think would be interesting that we might want to read on the show, you can send us an email. Oh, please where, do. Where should they send that email, Ian? Oh, uh, they should definitely send it to boozengulspod at gmail.com. And then we are also on Twitter, which is at Booze and Ghouls. And also our TikTok and Instagram is the same at Booze and Ghouls Pod. And so you can find us there at all those socials. And um, yeah, I already said rate and review on iTunes. So I guess yes. that's probably it for us this week then. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Until next time, stay boozy, friends.